Wow, that was, uh, he wasn't kidding, folks. He had to drop a big one. Oh, uh, yeah. The deucer. <laughs> Went to El Burrito. You know, so much time before the show. It's unbelievable. It's what amazing bowel movements. The show's going on uh, now. Dude, I didn't have to go before, but then I had that Red Bull during. <sighs> Pushed everything out. Mind blown. Mind blown. El Burrito, better than ever, man. I'm telling you, that place. Took a little dip during the, uh, the uh, COVID. I don't know what it was, but now they're back on. It's awesome. Everything's down from the COVID, man. I'm losing left and right all my favorite places to eat. Uh, it, and they're, like, hitting the news now. And they're all saying, like, yeah, you know, this is going on. And I think what's happening is they raised the minimum wage again this year. And a lot of these places that are, like, up to renew rent or whatever's going on, they're just like, you know what? Let's call it quits and move the hell out of here. <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of what's going on with these local joints, man. You know, because Dude, it's, it's, COVID it's, it's, sucked it's kinda... because if you were a business owner, the government stepped in and said, screw you, we're going to borderline destroy your company and your livelihood. No, it's not. It, dude, it's not even because of COVID anymore. It's the fucking prices. You wouldn't believe how much, like, uh, I just went to the store yesterday to go buy this. It's called an air admittance valve. It's this little, dude, it's, it's a piece of plastic. Inch and a half diameter. It's like a cylinder. Maybe two or three inches long. Got some threads on it. Maybe cost 50 cents to make. Max, right? Probably more like four cents. It's now $25. Wow. A year and a half ago, it was nine, it was nine ten bucks. Not exaggerating. That's outrageous, man. It's, it's incredible, man. Fittings for, like, copper, ones that used to be, like, 10 12 bucks, they're now sitting at, like, 30 Oh, man. Bidenomics. So, That's what I'm telling you right now. So if you're a boss and you got to buy parts, you got to buy materials, if you're a restaurant you got to buy food, that shit just goes up. And how much are you going to charge for a hot dog? You know? Well, here in Denver, Colorado as a whole, we are at the top. In the country, top three, maybe top five, for uh, inflation affecting the price of goods and services, and especially when it comes to the restaurant menus, man, we're paying these servers, you know, 18 bucks, dude, plus the tip. Uh, You can't be expected anymore. I was telling Emma, especially this month and the, the price going up for just the wage, for these servers and cooks. Uh, and on top of it, we went over the numbers. 100% of the restaurants in Colorado are going to raise their prices as a result. Uh, you know, now it's going to cost me over 100 bucks to get the burger and fries with the beer, guaranteed just for the meal. And then, right, I, do you really expect me to tip 20% on $100 for a burger and a beer? I don't think so. Am I the only one that was under the impression? I know I'm not, because I remember you guys talking about how great Europe was. I was under the impression that, okay, we're going to pay the waiter $20, but then there's no more tips. No tips. That's what it was supposed to be, man. Yes. Right? You guys believe in the socialist society. There's no tips. Hey, man, I lived and worked in tip world for a long time. I even did the solo cook kitchen deal where I took your order and cooked your food and then brought it out to you. 
And you tipped me based on how good my service and how good my food was. And if you came back, you tipped a little better because it was based on my performance, right? So if I performed well, I would make more money. That's how the game used to work, man. Now... Uh. That sounds like that could disproportionately affect black and brown communities. I was right? going to, oh, being a privileged individual, it clearly yeah. benefited myself over others. You just didn't realize that you were making good money because of your privilege. Right. Nothing to do with your word performance. Oh, yeah. Purely the color of your skin, the dick between your legs. You know, that's what decided how much you were going to make. Uh, it's funny because, uh, you know, I had other people who cooked in the same spot who were female and made more money than me and were worse cooks. Try to figure that one out. I think you all can. Nothing to do with their taste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You all know how it works. And that, but it's called equality, people. Oh, no, dude. The best part about the NCAA allowing uh, athletes to make money on their names. The highest paid athlete now are fucking uh, volleyball players. Oh, wow. Really? The chicks? There's like these, oh, there's these smoking hot <laughs> volleyball players are making just millions of dollars, dude. And now the guys are like, what? Nobody wants to make money off of my badminton skill? <laughs> How's Leah Thomas doing then? I bet you Leah Thomas is going to make a bunch of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. You all forgot about Leah Thomas. <laughs> Not many Speedo endorsements coming her way, you know? Oh, man. Speedo needs to come out with some tuck Speedos. Speedo, the original tuck gear. It is the original tuck, man. <laughs> Dude, nobody had a dick when you were wearing Speedos. It tucked them all away. <laughs> that's right. No, that's just the Europeans who wore them. The French, mostly. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you see Macron got himself a fresh, young, gay man as his prime minister? The youngest and oh. the gayest? Youngest and the gayest. Oh, yeah. Tell me you're gay without telling me you're gay. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, he's officially the first gay like openly, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Macron. Oh, Macron, yeah. Well, come on, we all know about his, you know, little weekends he had there with Justin Trudeau, right? Uh, has anybody talked to Trudeau about this? I'm sure he's upset. <laughs> Trudeau been off the quiet since he gave that little standing ovation to the Nazi. <laughs> Awfully quiet. Uh, I also, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get that. Well, who is this gay guy now? He's the, the new prime the minister, guy. he's the youngest to ever be prime minister, and the gayest. He's the first openly gay prime minister, and it's just very funny when you hear about it in the news, they, the way they report on it. You really can't help but think there's maybe a very specific reason why Macron uh, brought this guy up to power. Maybe this young gay fella was going to spill some secrets about Macron, and so he said, how about prime minister? Ah, I'll take it. Yeah, that'll quiet me up. Yeah, there you go. You see how the game works? He had works? his own little uh, Barack Obama limousine moment. That's you know? right. <laughs> um, however, uh, I do have something on Trudeau. Uh, nothing with Trudeau in it, but a guy that you and I have kind of enjoyed in the past, hearing him speak on his own campaign trail or trial there uh or trail in uh canada polyve you remember this guy oh i remember yeah i really like what he has to say dude eating the apple and he's answering the reporter so uh he kind of is weighing in here on trudeau and his stance on what's going on overseas (laughs) everybody's favorite topic 
Did you see that one where the he like sh- he like just shit on the reporter's whole network? Who Vivek or Polive? Polive. I did not see Dude, this one. It's so good. This woman asked him like about the uh, remember that car that crashed at the Canadian border? Oh yeah, that's right, man. She asked him, uh, how, like, does he want to take back calling it a terrorist act? And apparently he actually never did. But instead of answering her question, he goes, where are you from, CP Toronto or whatever it is? He goes, let me tell you all about CP Toronto. They had to, uh, <laughs> they had to release three retractions on one story. And everybody's like kind of laughing. He goes, no, 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 I'm actually getting in touch with the people at Guinness, World, <laughs> Guinness Book of World Records to see if a news organization ever had to do three retractions <laughs> on one story. Like, dude, just totally shit on their whole, like, never even got to the question. It was so good. The guy's a genius, man. Uh, he knows how to work the room and the reporters. He's got a bit, a bit of that Vivek going on, as well as some Trump, you know. He got that William it. Defoe energy, you know what I mean? Speaking of which, Willem Defoe, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Ah, uh, that must be a big star. This is the only one that's 3D. <laughs> Even his star came with a bulge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I got Polyve talking about Trudeau being a little bit of, you know, Two-Face, if you will, uh, when it comes to the conflict overseas and, you know, his attempts to play both sides. I, I enjoy hearing this guy call out the BS, even though it's in Canada. I think it kind of relates a lot to what we're seeing here in uh, the United States. Sinister. Oh, I had the mute on hypocr- accidentally. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for you, man. Damn. I know. It's uh, production crew. We're a little bit behind the ball. First of all, let me point out the incredible, sinister, um, and hypocritical doublespeak of Justin Trudeau. He sends out some of his MPs to claim that they support calling Israel genocidal when they're talking to one group of voters. And then he sends out another group to say that they're against calling Israel genocidal. This is the cynical liberal strategy to say one thing to one group of voters and an entirely different thing to another group of voters, while Trudeau and Freeland say nothing at all, trying to, to have it both ways. If you're out there on either side of this debate on the Middle East, know that Justin Trudeau is lying to you. He's telling you whatever you want to hear, and then he's going to another group and saying exactly the opposite. I won't be doing that. I'll take a clear stand based on moral clarity. So let's address this allegation against Israel. I find it incredible that these countries have not accused Hamas of genocide. When it's in Hamas's charter, that they want to commit genocide against Israel. We don't even need to accuse Hamas because they admit that they are a genocidal enterprise. They admit that their October 7th attacks were motivated by genocidal aims. They are backed by the Iranian government, which seeks to to annihilate the entire Jewish people. And not to mention that, if we want to go after genocide targeting Muslims, why are they not bringing a case against China for its persecution of the Uyghur Muslims? who are in concentration camps in that country? Why are they not going after Bashar al-Assad, whose 
been carrying out a genocide against Sunni Muslims in that country. Of course, because this is not about genocide, it is about shamelessly and dishonestly attacking the Jewish people and the Jewish state, and the Conservative Party is, stands against this dishonest uh, approach. Wow, that is so concise and clear and makes, I don't know, a lot of sense, man, right? Like, uh, that's why it is so perplexing to many of us to see these people shutting down the highways in New York and, you know, the pride flag folks and the BLT community going all in on their support for Palestine and everything like it it's almost like you guys don't understand history or the complexities and the nuances behind the conflict that's going on it's just as if you decided to stack your cards all in on the current thing because you're always all about the current thing and nobody wants to talk about Zelensky in Ukraine anymore so we got to have the next thing right see i i completely different Disagree. Oh, yeah. I think, I think you and Polive are the ones that are misinformed, Frank. See, he, he gave his little speech, lots of facts, lots of acknowledging the nuance of the situation. Never once mentioned my feeling. <laughs> you know, you have all these facts about the Middle East and Israel and the Palestinians, but Frank, I have this feeling in my heart. <laughs> I just feel so bad about children dying, Frank. You mean you don't care about children dying? Right. Babies are dying, Frank, and I feel bad. <laughs> That's I right. I feel bad. It's so I gotta, I gotta go stand up for Hamas. We're the uh, it, also you're the party that doesn't want to see the death of babies, but you're all about abortion. You're all about killing babies. But you're not about killing babies. Oh, that's not a baby unless the mother wants it to be a baby. <laughs> so if you kill a pregnant woman who wanted a baby that she wanted the baby, you killed two people, technically. And it's my right? body. But if you are said mother who's pregnant, you could go ahead and kill that baby, no problem. But it's so, it's okay, really yeah, I got you, all right. So it's my body, my choice, right? I hear you loud and clear. But I don't want to get your experimental gene therapy mRNA vaccine. What do you mean? I thought it was my body, my choice. <sighs> See, Frank, this is why you're so stupid, Frank. You keep bringing up these facts, and you, and you keep relating things and comparing them and everything. You're forgetting about my feelings. Oh, I feel right. scared that you're not vaccinated. <laughs> you should right. have to get vaccinated. I also gotcha. feel that it's my body, my choice when I'm pregnant, so I should be able to kill the baby. Okay. That makes you sense. you get this? I think now, hold on. Okay, my brain is now twisted into a pretzel, and <laughs> yeah. yes, I understand what you're saying. Yes. And no, no, no. I feel like dying babies in the Middle East is the, is the worst possible thing. So bad that I need to stop traffic in New York. But no babies that nobody wants. Kill them all day. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Greg. I feel like fly that him. is fine. <laughs> fly them into Colorado. We're a sanctuary state for yeah, everything. We'll pay man. for it. <laughs> Bring in your migrants. Bill on me. <laughs> Bring in the people with the abortions. Come on, man. We'll kill them all or not. Whatever. Bring them to Chicago. It's crazy yeah, well, when you don't have an actual moral code and you just follow the current thing. You end up really going into dark places, I can only imagine, trying to justify what you actually support in life. No, that's the whole, that is the whole premise of the Democratic Party. <laughs> Frank, it, you could just run on a feeling. 
It doesn't even matter. That's that Jackson Brown song. I'm running on a feeling, (laughs) running on, running high. Never heard that one. Must be a must be one of your discotheques. You heard that one. It's more running on empty, but uh, you know, switching it up for the left. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know what I mean. Who needs your facts? I got my feelings. You know. Right, right, right. I got you now. Yeah, like the Beatles, man. This is their whole theme song right here. Yeah. I got a feeling. I've got a feeling. Yeah. Hamas is really right. Come on, man. Let's abort all the babies. Yeah. Let's save the ones in Palestine. Oh, yeah. I got a feeling, baby. I got a feeling. Oh, that's right. Mega hates democracy. Oh, no, no. I feel it, man, inside. Oh, yeah. Trump is going to be a dictator. I mean, he was president for four years, did nothing to prove that he would be. But I have a feeling <laughs> that he's going to overthrow the... Go- was January 6th an insurrection? Not technically, but I had a feeling like it was. You know? Come on, man. Why don't you just <laughs> get with the Democratic Party, man? I got, got a feeling. Uh, it's, it's David Hogg, man. Come on. I feel like guns are bad, bro. Let's ban them all. Yeah. I feel like it's good. I feel like if we just get rid of all the guns, we'll live in peace. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I feel like you gotta have that vaccine, man, because I just gotta feel it. <laughs> that is yeah, the motto man. of the Democratic Party right there. I've got a feeling. I love it, Mike. I'm all in on this one. We, we need to go sign up for the DNC, do some uh, advertising for them. Yeah, that should be their slogan. Joe Biden, I've got a feeling. Come on, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be... (laughs) When you go to vote this November, just remember, I got a feeling. Don't be... (laughs) Don't be a Cracker Jack or a Corn Pop. <laughs> you, want be, you want to be on the side, the right side of history? Or you want to be on the side with Corn Pop? You decide, Jack. Oh, we got a feeling, baby. We're going to change the world. We're going to save the world. <laughs> Come on, Cracker Pop. Dude, I love, because all I keep hearing from left-wing media, like their, their slogan for Hamas, their slogan for the 24 election, it's, all I keep hearing is, we want to be on the right side of history. Oh, yeah, we're saving democracy. Dude, I hate to tell you guys this, but the future is going to look back on all <laughs> your tranny movement and everything and your LGBTQ and your drag queen story hour. You think you're on the right side of history on that one? I mean, come on, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the right side of history, man. Join the Democratic Party. I got a feeling. <laughs> Girls are equal to men. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That blonde chick's a dude? That's right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I got a feeling some chicks have dicks. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. I really like that, actually. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's where Paul Revere is missing, man. He doesn't. And Canada is more fucking progressive than we are. 
well, they got nothing yeah. but feelings. They would uh, do well. They get into the whole two S with their BLT LG sandwich community gang. They have okay. uh, the two spirit, which I I've never even imagined being a thing. And it's it's <laughs> incredible not. that they it's had something we fucking put on the people of the past. Yeah, no, it's amazing that we are at the point now where you could probably get away with making something up and Canada would add it to their BLT sandwich community. Did you just say you could probably make something up? Yeah. <laughs> Everything except the L, the B, and the G made up. The QTIA plus made up. All of it made up. Oh, man. Well, I mean, think about it. You could either be a lesbian, make sense, woman, woman. You could be gay, <laughs> man, man, bisexual. I love them all. There's nothing more than that. There's literally nothing more than that. Well, you know, I mean, the T's are making a big stink these days, and they're running for <laughs> office, and I gotta say, I didn't expect this out of a place like Ohio, but as always, folks, I hope you got a tall glass of water in front of you. I got the goods. This is Amy Goodman giving us the lowdown on some current political controversy happening here in Ohio. In Ohio, Republican House legislators voted Wednesday to overturn Republican Governor Mike DeWine's veto of legislation that would ban gender-affirming health care for transgender youth. God, and the way they like say this is like playing what? on school sports. It's you... so mind-bending, man. So wait, they overturned his veto banning transgender <laughs> like there's so many neg you're not dealing like you're in the fourth negative here you know what i mean you, um, what gets me is <laughs> when they say transgender women and you have to like look at the photograph and be like oh okay now i understand what you're saying <laughs> so it's messed up man <laughs> but wait, wait wait so what happened here they voted on a bill to ban trannies i all started from this from right at the beginning for you, man. This is right. this is the goods. I got a really good clip here. You're going to love it. Again, the payoff is towards the end. It's a really juicy clip. In Ohio, Republican House legislators voted Wednesday to overturn Republican Governor Mike DeWine's veto of legislation that would ban gender-affirming health care for transgender youth and bar trans athletes from playing on school sports teams. Three-fifths of the Ohio Senate must also vote to override DeWine's veto for the bill to become law. The ACLU of Ohio slammed state Republicans, saying, quote, This state-sponsored vendetta against some of Ohio's most vulnerable young people is beyond cruel, they said. In related news, two transgender women vying for seats in the Ohio House of Representatives have been challenged for not disclosing their birth names on nominating petitions. Uh? Both women said they were unaware of the rule, but that they would have complied despite the harmful nature of the requirement. One of the women, Ariane Childry, said of the rule, quote, having to use your dead name is horrible. It's an Excuse attack me? on who we are. <laughs> Jesus Vanessa Christ. Joy, who's appealing the decision last week to disqualify her, also warned that transgender people should not be forced to share their dead names due to safety concerns. Oh, Safety yeah. concerns? Wait, maybe you shouldn't be running as a representative for like a whole ton of people. <laughs> you know? Yes. I don't know, man. It seems like you got some personal issues going on. You could maybe address on your own personal time. Maybe being a representative, not something you could fit on your docket. 
And when you really dive into it, right? It's not like this dude put, oh, I'm Karen Smith. And they're like, no, you have to put Michael Smith. No, you could put Karen Smith. You change your name. You are Karen Smith. You just have to disclose all your past names. Because you are running for a fucking federal office. Right? <laughs> Dude, this one took me down a wild ride. I, I put notes down That's when right. I make the clips. And this one, this is the, the fewest. And all I wrote was, uh, it says, Ohio trannies, arrow, the language, exclamation <laughs> point. Do you hear how she even describes it? Like the transgendered women... And then you have to really hone in on the fact that these are two grown men who are calling themselves women, who are really bent out of shape because they have to use their dude names as they run for political office. No, that's not even what they're saying. See, this is how insane it is? I don't even understand it, and I clipped the... No, no, the whole thing is, that's what I'm trying to say, is you can run as Karen if you want to run as Karen. But on your, like, application or whatever, you have to disclose past aliases. So you were Frank at one time. Oh, yeah. So you have to write, yeah, four years, up until four years ago, I was Frank. That way when they do the background check, they can find out, what did Frank do? Because there was a time where you weren't Karen. You know? oh. <laughs> it's just like, dude, I've, I've had to do, like, when I joined the union, I had a plumbing union, I had to disclose any aliases, right? And because one time I put on a form Mike instead of Michael, I always have to say, I'm also known as Mike, you know? <laughs> All right, now I get it. Okay, so you have to, just in uh, private, not private, but in applying for the gig, you got to at least disclose... I'm these various individuals. For that background check reasons, for safety security reasons. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're, I mean, you're, it's, it's, this is insane. The one, the one dude, in his little, little interview, he goes, uh, I saw the box where I was supposed to write my name, and I knew it might cause problems, but it would have just caused so much pain to <laughs> dead name myself. Well, it's like, okay, then you clearly didn't want the fucking job. You know what I mean? Oh no, dude! You, you clearly didn't want the job. You saw the you saw the line where you're supposed to write your due name. You didn't write it. I mean, how do I know you're not trying to hide something? You know what I mean? Does that mean I could be fucking embezzling and doing all this, and then just change my name to a girl's name, and now you can't dead name me? Now I could run for office by your standard right now. That means Donald Trump could change his name to Dalina, and right. now he's a fucking chick, and we don't have wow. to disclose anything he did in the past. Good call. No longer an insurrectionist. No, that's the guy, Donald Trump. It's the female. (laughs) This is Donna. Donna Trump. Yeah. No, no, no. Barack Obama can't serve again as president. He did turn to terms. I think more and more by the day that he's actually Kenyan and that they totally lied about the birth certificate. It does seem a little suspicious. Some of the things that happened there. There's just a lot what? of shaky ground when it comes to Barry Sotero's background, man. Yeah. But either way... But, 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 <laughs> I don't know. But, but what they're saying is then Barry could change his name to Karen, run as Karen Obama, say he's a woman, and nobody could dead name him or look into his past, and it doesn't matter that he did two terms. I'm getting know? a vibe here, all right? That's what all the Gen Zers are into, vibes. And what I'm thinking is... 
that they're challenging this notion early on here to pave the way for somebody to run for, let's say, president as a certain gender, <laughs> not having to disclose their previous gender. <laughs> this is setting the stage for you know what, my man, Big Mike. Come on, Big Mike dude, ran all you over. know it, man. They they want Michelle Obama <laughs> to run for Joe Biden, but they can't have her applying as Big Mike Obama. So they gotta pull some strings, change the legal terminology, and make it so there's precedent where no, 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 no. We're not going to dead name this person. We're just going to make them run as who they are. So this is Karen, even though they used to be John. Now they're Karen. And I know they used to be Michael, but now this is Michelle Obama. Can't (laughs) even look at the past. Dude, uh, I got to give him credit for this one. Ted Cruz. Ted not impressed Cruz. Oh, I love it. Bro, like a year ago, he laid out the fact that he laid it out. He said they're going to run Michelle, not uh, uh, Biden. It's pretty clear. Come on, dude. Well, dude, he laid it out like a year ago. And she just recently did an interview. And that was something he said a year ago. Like the exact time and everything. And he keeps saying that at the DNC convention, they're going to uh, to swap out Biden for Michelle. That's why they have to wait for that. And then he also laid out the whole plan with Hunter Biden and how they're just going to stretch it out to December. And in, win or lose in December, he's uh, he's gonna get pardoned by his dad. Wow! All right, they're so, gonna wait till after the election, and then they're just gonna pardon him. But he got slapped. We didn't clip it really, or maybe I did, but we didn't talk about it. I can't remember. But he he's been hit with seventeen charges. Am I right about that? With the tax evasion. I, I, but, but he was just a poor, troubled kid. He's with a drug problem. <laughs> And Mike, he loves his dad, all right? And you know what? <laughs> what the number one lesson here is, Joe Biden loves his son, okay? He's such a good father. <laughs> He's a great father, and he loves his son. And that's the lesson we can all learn from this Hunter Biden laptop story, right? Yes. Joe loves his son. His son loves his brother's widow. What else do you need to know? That's right. And maybe, allegedly, his uh, brother's daughter, and maybe, allegedly, Joe Biden. Not his father. The daughter looked a lot like the mother. Uh, yeah. and that's right. And Joe Biden may have allegedly loved his daughter a little too much in the shower. We don't know. We don't base things on diaries, right? Uh, again, Frank facts. I got a feeling. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I got a feeling that Joe Biden's a great guy. <laughs> I got a feeling. Man. I got a feeling. Don't pay attention. You knew nothing about Hunter. <laughs> don't pay attention to those laptops. Don't pay attention to that. It was Russian disinformation. Don't don't think about that diary from Joe Biden's daughter, man. Come on. Just know that we all have a feeling that it was all Russian Russian disinformation, man. Come on. Oh, was that the Trump-Russia collusion? Nah, that was real. I got to feel it. Got to feel it, Frank. Yes! A little callback there! Yeah! A little callback to a callback. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> all right, well, we didn't discuss the Hunter Biden thing, which only because I'm excited for it to truly play out, and then we'll really dive deep into it. I think maybe Ted Cruz is onto something. They will probably, you know, pan this out all the way through the election. It's a long year. 
It's only January, man. We have a lot of catastrophe to you know unfold before us. We need World War Three to happen. The sun is gonna burst into our face and you know destroy the electricity. Uh, right? We're gonna have the um, nuclear war exchange. I imagine there's all sorts of things that are gonna occur. So uh, worst of all, now we don't have John Kerry to help us. I know. Did you see that? What are we gonna do? I thought you would like that. I just have it in the notes. I didn't get a. Any kind of clipper on it, though. <laughs> For those that don't know, John, like, there's an article going around about how John Kerry is stepping down as the climate czar, or what is he? I don't even know. I wrote uh, climate czar. Do they use czar anymore? We used to have drug czars, homeless czars. I think we do little, still little have too them. Soviet. I know. I think they, well, especially now that the left is so communist and Marxist in their ways, I think they're trying to get away from all the <laughs> Russian sounding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's. <laughs> Let's ixnay the old czar A, all right? So now he's the climate envoy. Envoy. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but uh, he's stepping down. And the best part about the article is he talks about how, uh, but he's not giving up on the fight. And that is why, even though he is resigning at the end of the term, he's on his way to Davos. Oh, this week. <laughs> to party and bang hookers and do cocaine. Fantastic. Yeah, to dump more CO2 into the atmosphere than any of us ever could in our lifetime. How and then dare tell you? Us about- <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Oh, Greta. Greta's always there. Right? Right, Greta? How, how, how dare you? Yeah! I, I want to I give credit. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Tim Dillon. Had the funniest take on these people. And he was saying how... If you really just want to get to these climate activists, if you really want to just shut them up, give them money. Because look at Bernie Sanders. Once he hits $100 million, realizes how nice it is having a private jet, haven't heard from him in like three, four years. <laughs> right. <laughs> Greta Thunberg is taking a sailboat around the world until she could afford a private jet. Haven't heard from her in a couple of wow, years. Wow, yeah, she's, man. Now she's goofing around at a bar in Amsterdam, you know? And then... <laughs> It's like all these people that were fighting. Where's Michael Moore? No. Don't hear from him anymore. Greta, you know? Greta got quiet this year for a reason. Very specifically, she tried to go the Nostradamus route and publicly predicted or claimed that the world would end because of climate change by 2023. And the clip is widely available. It's very humorous. I think it was. Maybe, it, probably 10 years ago, you know what I'm saying? It was when she was still an impressionable young little gal, and she was being influenced heavily by her parents, probably, and <laughs> other weird institutions and the World Economic Forum and all that so jazz. She, it was uh, on Twitter at the time. It was okay, June Twitter. 2018. She went on a tirade. Wow, I was way off. Top climate scientist warming uh, that climate change is going to wipe out. <laughs> <laughs> All of humanity. That's right. By June 2023. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Yeah! <laughs> I'm no expert on time reading, but I believe it's January 2024 currently. That's right. Well, that's what I was going to say. She's a little quiet now on the climate change front because maybe she publicly backed the wrong horse when we were younger. Acid rain, right? Right now, we were just, we couldn't even go outside. Right, the you know, I'm not even mad at her, dude. We all believe. Everybody it. fell for it, man. In the '70s, we, we believed they thought it in high school too. You know, they thought we were gonna have an ice age, and that right now we would be living in an ice age. And if you're in the Midwest currently, 
it kind of feels like we're in an ice age. Uh, in an ice age. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, yeah, you know, this is a pretty frigid January. Kind of hard to be a, you know, climate change alarmist like old Greta when we're in a bit of a deep freeze. Uh, they were all about it up until like two days ago. Like, I think it was like four days. Yeah, it was four days ago because the news was it's January 10th. <laughs> And the lowest temperature recorded in Chicago was 29 degrees. Where's winter? And four days later, it's fucking negative six. We're freezing our balls off. Yeah, so the climate change alarmists, they probably have to uh, be a little quiet right now, at least for the next few weeks. Here in Colorado, man, we are going to be below zero. We were yesterday. We are currently today, and we shall be tomorrow and it's going to be pretty cold the next day, so it's hard to tell everybody, like, oh, it was the hottest year ever recorded. <laughs> like, you know, know, things happen in waves and spurts, and we go through patterns and climate changes, right? Isn't that the word <laughs> of our era? It was really funny, because uh, it was, like, a weird snow. Like, we had this, like, huge snowfall, but it was, like, half rain and then half snow. It's and then from it the chemtrails they did here in Colorado. We were geoengineering like crazy, I assure you. So there's a lot of metallic fibers going on in your snow currently. Oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't see any, but uh, All right, good. It, was, <laughs> it was really funny because <laughs> nobody really shoveled the snow until it hit, like, noon the next day, you know? Oh, yeah. And you go out there, and you're shoveling. It's, like, sleet and everything. And everybody everybody was saying the same thing. Hey, you only got about an hour. This is the warmest it's going to get. If you don't shovel it now, it's going to freeze. You'll never shovel it again. (laughs) (laughs) It was was literally, like... (laughs) And then uh, my neighbor, I went to go do hers, and then the neighbor on the other side of hers started helping. And literally, he goes, you know, you got to do it now. Otherwise, it's going to freeze. Oh, yeah. It was like, dude, it was just so funny how everybody went out in like the same hour, shoveled all the snow, and then went, it was, it was great. Yesterday, all over the news, they kept saying, oh, it'll never warm up beyond like four degrees. Everybody, it's dangerous out there. You could get frostbite in 20 minutes. Like everybody needs to stay at home. And I was watching them report on it all night and then early in the morning. And I looked outside and the sun was out. It was cold, but I put on some extra layers and I thought, man, what a perfect day to go grocery shopping. Everyone's going to stay home. You know what I'm saying? They're going to listen to the weather and the TV and the cell phone. Uh, I got to the parking lot, almost couldn't find a space. There were lines almost out the door in the grocery store because no matter what the TV tried to tell us, dude, it was beautiful outside. Even though it was like seven degrees out, the sun was shining, and if you're wearing the long johns with the Patagucci you know, super thermal, man, you're feeling good. You could easily handle the elements, man. They made it seem like we were going to step outside and be in the North Pole. And then in reality, it's like, oh, you know, this kind of feels like, uh, what's it called? Oh, yeah, 
January, and uh, what's the thing we used to live through back when we were younger people? Oh, right, uh, winter. Yeah, this is, uh, I remember this. It's pretty tolerable. It doesn't seem very dangerous. Like, I, I swear to God, we would be out there below temperature or below zero temperature, you know what I mean? Like, making snowmen and hanging out in the snow and getting soaking wet from it. <laughs> before yeah, thermal stuff. Yeah, in the snow. Sledding, go to yeah, Mellis Park. Yeah, man. Hit that slope. We, and we didn't have, you know, red alerts on our cell phones telling us to hunker down indoors because we're all going to die. And we were wearing those fucking, <laughs> those, like, North Star jackets. No, you know, like, what were they called? The pullovers. Remember the, with, like, uh... Yes, yeah, the, star, the, oh, the, the uh, <laughs> starter jackets. Were they, were they starter they jackets? They were starter no. jackets. Yeah, they had the big pooch. In the front? Yeah, the kangaroo pouch. The kangaroo yeah. pouch, man. Remember how popular those were? Yeah, Everybody were had one. Jackets. Yeah, man. You had to get the bulls, yeah, right? The bulls were the biggest ones, and they were offering the black bulls starter jacket. That was the hip one. The black one. Yeah, I remember I had the hornets for like a couple years. Right. We never had the bulls ones. We couldn't afford it. We got the hornets. <laughs> Whoever the shitty team was at the time, they know the bucks, hornets. I did whatever. get a Green Bay. Yeah, the Packers, the yeah, the shitty while, teams, yeah. yeah, couldn't get the good teams, no doubt. Uh, yeah, that's so funny. I just, I couldn't believe the dialogue on the news this week for the Arctic Blast. Uh, it's like everybody's first time experiencing winter. It's mind yeah, don't tell me you didn't know it was coming. Am I the only person that knew this was coming? I don't know. I call me crazy, and maybe this is because of the CERN machine and the you know the Mandela effect or whatever, but. I just remember January traditionally being kind of cold. I don't know. Maybe I'm... I think it's because so many don't believe the Earth is round anymore. They don't believe winter's coming back. Oh, right. Yes. (laughs) Flat Earth, baby. On a flat Earth, the winters don't make sense, you know? That's why you must subscribe to the perfect theory of all theories, the most perfect theory, uh, flat moon. We all know Mm. the moon is flat, and it still abides by the laws of our supposed physics. Uh, <laughs> or so I'm told. Oh man, uh, what else we got? On? I got some more on the docket here. I remember. Uh, where is it that I wanted you? Oh yes. Speaking of uh, old classic concepts, uh, such as the round Earth, uh, things that we love from the past further disappearing, Mike. I don't know if you'll remember this one. I think you will, but it's gone now. Well, it has been a favorite of generation of kids with little extra pocket money. But fruit stripe gum is officially no more. Do you remember fruit stripe gum? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. Normally, <laughs> yeah, like the zebra. The... Normally, I wouldn't even care to play this clip, but just pay attention to this poor young lady trying to report on the fruit. St- Stripe. It, it, it had the record of losing the flavor the fastest. All right, well, listen to the flavor this lady produces <laughs> when she tries to report on this. Are you ready? This is good. This is good. Well, it has been a favorite of generation of kids with little extra pocket money. But fruit stripe gum is officially no more. Ferrera, which makes the com- gum gum. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Excuse me? <laughs> come again, ma'am, please? Fruit stripe gum is officially no more. Ferrera, which makes the com- gum, says uh, it has made a difficult decision to uh, uh, Wait a second now. That's an easy mistake. 
Come again, ma'am? Which makes the com gum, says it has made the difficult decision to discontinue the brand. The gum instantly recognizable for its colorful stripes and its zebra mascot. But now when stores sell out, the gum will be gone for good. Oh, uh, she could barely recover. Yeah. <laughs> you see on that last one, she said gum, but then she had to like, the pause was her like, did I say gum or did I say cum? <laughs> Freaking love that man! <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> That's a hard one, man. Fruit stripe gum made by Ferrero. Ferrera, That's which makes of... the cum gossip. <laughs> <laughs> come again! I can't get over it. No more Ferrera, which makes the cum gum. Uh, yeah. I know it's hard. I feel feel mad for these local. News reporters, man, it's a tough gig. There's no doubt. It's hard. <laughs> Freudian uh, <did> slip. Do... <laughs> <laughs> you do have something on there I've been trying to, to hear. We got we got time. What do you want to hear about, my man? Oh, yeah. It just says Christian Nationals Rob Reiner. <laughs> you know that's, you know that's going to catch my attention. Oh, baby. All right. I mean, come it's, on. It's Christian a, Nationals. It's a thick clip. All right, so... Have you noticed they have been going away from white supremacy yes. to the Christian nationalists? Yeah, so, okay, the reason I put it on there, uh, it's a Sunday show, so we, we do the, the extra gig, so I felt like we had a little more time to pump it out, and the clip is a little longer than what we usually dive into, only because at the beginning they play a snippet of the trailer for this new documentary that... Uh, Rob Reiner has put together. It's called God and Country. And Rob Reiner does a deep dive into the Bible Belt of America and more specifically the MAGA extremists who happen to believe that Trump is uh, divinely positioned to become president once again and, and who conflate their Christian beliefs with uh, their nationalistic uh, obsession with Trump. You know, I know we always talk about how it's all a projection on the left. And here's the big problem. You guys cannot get over the extremists on the right. And I think it's because you guys let the extremists on the left run your party. You know what I mean? So you get, like, it really bothers me that every right-wing politician has to condemn his most extreme supporters. You know what I mean? Yes. Just has to condemn them. But nobody on the left is ever forced to condemn Ibram X. Kendi. That's right. You know what I mean? Actually, he's writing the policies for your party. And so that's why for them, they're like, look at these extremists that are, yeah, but Republicans, when they're making policies, they don't listen to those people. Also, one side bases their societal beliefs and then political beliefs on a deeply instilled moral code that is religious in nature, whereas the other side rejects that code and has now concocted their own bizarro pretzel-like world of moral values, which we uh, went over earlier, you know, and, and uh, one side is rooted in faith and, and values that go back thousands of years. The other one is rooted in uh, whatever the current thing is and whatever the, your phone in your hand oh, tells you. Based on a feeling, Frank. They got a feeling. <laughs> this is what we should be doing. 
<laughs> that's, it, that's literally what it is. One is rooted in thousands of years of tradition. The other one is this 16-year-old Finocchio's got a feeling. That's right, man. <laughs> what do you mean, Jesus, dude? I've got a feeling. You're an extremist, bro. <laughs> All right, so, Fuck uh, your constitution. <laughs> I got a feeling. Yeah, it's deep inside, baby. All right, so... Uh, all right, I got it here. It's a it's a juicy one. It's a deep dive. I think we got the time. It'll be uh, we might not have the time actually. We'll see. Uh, should we we can listen to the trailer part if you will. Uh, that's the first half. The second half, I just have Rob Reiner rambling, but uh, we'll get into it here. Being a Christian is about the values of inclusion. Christian nationalism is certainly not based on the values of the gospel. God wants America to be saved. They're told over and over and over again that you're in danger. You need to fight if you don't want to lose your country. We are in a civil war between good and evil. This is not a movement about Christian values. This is about Christian power. What happens to the people who don't believe this stuff? We are on the precipice. God is on our side. We're taking our nation back. The thing that keeps me up at night is that we lose democracy. Does that seem possible? Yes. They're showing images of Jan 6. That was just part of the trailer for the new documentary oh my God. entitled God. Somebody catch Mika Brzezinski. <laughs> She's about to faint. Oh, democracy. Country, which looks at the history of Christian nationalism in America and how Donald Trump and members of the far right media have twisted Christianity to fit their own political and financial agendas. Joining us now, one of the film's producers, Emmy Award winning actor and renowned filmmaker Rob Reiner, and two time Emmy Award winner director Dan Partland. This looks powerful. Yeah. I, love, I love the title, God and Country. Because what we used to always talk about is God. Here's Joe Scarborough, renowned uh, religious fella, a spiritual man who just happened to have a secretary of his accidentally drop dead in his office. Nobody knows what happened. (laughs) He's very spiritual. He's very religious. That's all we know. That's right. He he believes in Jesus. He had a feeling that she should (laughs) die. And country. Right. 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 It's like we we are faithful to our God. Right. And we are proud. To be Americans. Right. And the founding but, fathers. But, but, yeah. it didn't, but it didn't blur together. No, it wasn't God it and country. Did. And now Christian nationalism is not about Jesus. No. It's not about the New Testament. It's about pushing a political agenda. Right. And if you look at the, the, the founding fathers and our founding documents, there's a clear separation of church and state. But when you talk to these people, these Christian nationalists who are on a drive to do anything my way or the highway, they'll resort to violence. They will tell you face to face that there is no separation of church and state in the Constitution. They'll tell you right there. You can say to them, no, it's there. There are three times it's mentioned very specifically because the people who came to this country were fleeing religious persecution. They didn't want to have uh, a national religion for the for the country, and they separated. But they say, no, there's no separate. It's not in the Constitution. And it's right there three times. Dan, I was I was so horrified, as we all were on January the 6th. Again, as a guy that grew up in an evangelical church, most horrifying (laughs) for people, rioters, and I definitely didn't have a secretary of mine just mysteriously drop dead in my office. 
Definitely didn't happen. I'm religious. I love God. Jesus. People beating the hell out of cops that were holding up crosses and basically saying, Jesus wants me to be here. It was the most unchristlike behavior, and yet they're hiding behind the cross. All right, so what I believe they're going to do this year because they're running out of options is they are going to villainize Christians and those who uh, believe in the Bible. Uh, they've kind of hedged it for a while now, but there's no doubt about it. The left is absolutely anti-religion. Ex- oh, absolutely. And they're definitely <clears throat> anti-Abrahamic you know, Abrahamic religions, uh, and they certainly don't understand the division amongst them and what have you, but, you know, the belief system of the left, and they're going all in, I think, on, on this election, is, uh, you know, they're, they're anti-God, man. It's crazy. They have to be. They can't, you cannot believe in, you know, you cannot follow a religion and have deep-rooted beliefs and then follow the left. You know what I mean? Because they just, we joked about it all show today. They literally just go off of feelings and no facts and no, you know, no traditions. <laughs> That's and, right. And they, the only way they could get you to believe it is if they get you to give up on your past traditions, on your, pretty much on your family. You know, I do believe one of the things they really push college for is to get people to leave the home, get people to leave their families. We separate them. We isolate them. You know, indoctrinate them. Indoctrinate them. And like, now that's it. Absolutely. And you get people when they're young, vulnerable, impressionable. And now we're going to persuade you to not pursue your own nuclear family because you want to destroy the nuclear family. You want to get rid of that whole world and, uh, you know, come join our side. And you have to get rid of religion and morals and all that other stuff. Well, the problem with the nuclear family is if you fall in love, get married, have kids, your family's probably going to succeed, and then that totally shits on their narrative that <laughs> you can't have traditions anymore, you know? Very anti-tradition, and it's shocking to me, but not surprising, that this is kind of the final card here. They need to weaponize and villainize a very specific side, uh, so they got to make white Christians now. It's not white nationalists, it's Christian nationalists, right? But... Nationalist means white. We know the the game at this point. And uh, these are privileged people, man. They're going to make us very scary to the minorities because I think they're scared right now that the minorities are kind of siding with the Christians. And, you know, when you're Christian and you follow those beliefs, you know, the skin is only skin deep, right? Uh, We all are, you know, God's children or whatever it is. So, you know, the division that you try to sow politically doesn't really work with people who follow the same faith. No, they're really, you know what they're really scared about is the black community. Busing the immigrants to places like Chicago, forcing those people to put them in the black communities to keep their <laughs> constituents happy, that has just caused so much disdain for the Democratic Party within those communities. You know, you hear it all the time now, these black people talking about how we've been voting for you guys our whole lives and you never did anything, you never did anything, and now you're doing this to us, you know? Now we're going to shut down your school uh, so your kid could learn remotely and we'll bring in these migrants to shack up here during... The cold months, right? Even though none of your kids can read. <laughs> That's right. Like, literally, these kids are just... I'm not making fun of them. The, the test scores...